welcome everybody today. And I see the note here, it says March 16, karma and interdependence. And it says an investigation to the karma's poor perpetually rises awareness of personal responsibility and how truly interconnected we are. So I have that as today's subject. Probably people will think, why should the Tibetans have such a terrible karma? Uh, because uh, uh, probably every Tibetan not necessarily has done the right thing all the time anyway. So although we thought the Tibetans are spiritual people, they do nothing wrong. Especially the spiritual group people here, they will definitely think. But uh, if you're knowing the situation, well, Tibetans are Tibetans, they are human beings. We have done so many things wrong so many times. In, even when the Buddhism is flourishing in Tibet, wonderfully going on, even then, the government and the people, they have done so many, many not necessarily nice acts. Um, so many, so many of them. You know, for example, if you look in the Tibetan monasteries, the, even the Tibetan government always attacked monasteries with the soldiers, you know. So they used their guns and cannons and attack on the monasteries. And not only once, uh, many times, if you look throughout the history, and even in earlier, there was always a fight uh, between the rulers and the monastery, always. And then later, even after Dalai Lama administration in 1642, onwards up to 1959, and more than more than more than half a dozen times, the government attacked monasteries, you know, using cannons and guns. Even when I was a kid, when I was about 15 or 16, and there's a war between the Sarah Monastery and Tibetan government on the account of one Rinpoche. Monasteries will go out of the way for the Rinpoches, and especially if they're big ones. And the monasteries will go all out, fight, challenge the government without any hesitation. So many times that happened in the history. And when I was young, we attacked the Sarah Monastery, the Tibetan government attacked Sarah Monastery. They organized little uh, sort of garrison armies, you know. So army garrisons are going and attacking the monasteries and using cannons. And, um, and uh, one of those officers was uh, Mr. Turing, the Don and Ben's um, uncle, Mr. Turing. And uh, Mr. Turing is the one who reads English, you know. So they have, they have this uh, cannon called Hawaza. And uh, Havaza, and they have those Havazas in boxes. They don't know how to use it, how to put them together. And uh, Mr. Taring is uh, is a pro that Rinpoche, that the government is attacking, try to arrest him, you know, try to arrest him. And he's a pro pro that cousin. So he uh, he locked his door and not letting anybody come, worrying that he's going to be a target. 
So finally they got him, they sort of sent it through letters and said, ask him to come and help. So the whole idea is they don't know how to put the Hawaza together. <laughs> so he said he went there and put Hawaza together. And uh, so he said he doesn't want to frighten the monastery. He doesn't want to hit the monastery. But his orders by that particular officer is hit right in the middle and let those monks come back with the scarves and bow down here. Hit in the middle of the monastery, that's what he said. Uh, they, you know, the officers will order just by themselves. So, so he went and he said he started hitting in the air in the in the mountain top monastery is located and yeah so he started hitting here hitting down there and he said when he hit the rocks he said all this this broken rocks throw out and he said wounded people and uh, so he's worrying he doesn't want to go below that he does he said you know it's easy to destroy anything difficult to build up he said difficult to build up and this is for centuries people built and so you can destroy it by throwing one cannon in there but i don't want to do that so he wanted to go he wanted to get the monks a little bit frightened he said when you throw the rock in here and said all these monks will come rare in the between the rocks and go down in the monastery. <laughs> so anyway, so that that's what that's what they have done anyway. So we did all so many things. So there's always karma of an individual. There's always a karma of a collective. And uh, so there's always. And uh, anyway, whenever it happens, any difficult things like that, is these are karmic consequences? Certainly. It is consequences. I always have a very difficult experience that I had after 9-11. That my book, that Good Life, Good Death, came out at that time. So the publishers made such a huge tour program. I have to go everywhere talking about it. And uh, so people will ask, ask me all the time, saying, What's, well, how do you explain with this situation with the karma. So it's very difficult for me because if I say it is karma, true, what happened is it becomes victim bashing. Honestly, uh, it sounds like victim bashing. Nobody's victim, uh, sort of bashing the victim. There's a definitely karmic thing there involved, no doubt about it. Without karma, we don't get anything, good or bad, joy or happiness or misery or difficulties. Every individually or collectively, we do. President of the United States is a, such a situation. That every deed, every single deed of that person affects the lives of not only the Americans, but the whole world. Today, we are in that position. We are not only a superpower, but we are a great superpower. There's no challenge for whatsoever. So the people of the United States is the real 
people who can really make a difference and control the things. So it is really, it is coming consequences. That doesn't mean you can do nothing. Karma is nothing but interdependent, natural. Interdependent. Interdependent with the people's deed, people's thought, people's idea, and the people's karma. Karma is nothing more, no superior super like a God. If you think in the Judeo-Christian tradition, we think the God as a creator. God designed and make wishes and impose on the people. Some people think that way. Uh, you know, I know nothing about the Judeo-Christian tradition, so I can't claim, but that's my understanding. If you think that way, a karma doesn't do that. Yet, karma influences the people Every people contributes every deeds in our, you know, in our daily life, which is contributing not only to our life, but the lives of the people, not only with us, but the people in general of this country, people in general of the, this world. So it is affecting in the general sort of comic thing. That is where the wind started blowing from there and things move. You know, honestly, honestly, this is exactly what is, what is happening in our life. Uh, that's what it is. So every deed, whatever we do, we engage. And uh, it is the coming consequences of not only the individual, but the whole world we carry. And uh, we, you know, whatever is affecting the individual, it is interconnected with what's affecting with the world. And there is not so much Earlier, yes, there is individual karma, individual karma. Even now we have individual karma, individual consequences, and all those are there. But it is the general karma that makes the whole big difference in total environment of uh, existing world. I don't mean environment with air, water, and all this atmosphere of the whole world. And everything, that's what's happening. And which everybody, each and every one of us, contributes, designs, and put put contributes towards that karma. So everything, whatever we think, whatever we do, and we don't think there will be no consequences. And there were consequences, we have responsible consequences in the sense, not bad alone. Consequences in the sense, good result, bad result, all of them will come collectively as well as individually. So that is basically how karma functions. Karma is nothing other than our action and the reaction. Our deeds will have, you know, that's made individual people are responsible. Each and every one of us are responsible for our deeds. Even though 
the police didn't catch you, even though you created some kind of funny lie or make it something like you know, cats and dogs that go and do business and throw a little dust out of them and hide. And you may be able to hide, but the smell comes out. And not only the smell comes out, other people will have objections and things like that. Exactly the same way, whatever we try to hide our deeds like the cats and dogs do, but the responsibility itself and the reaction of these uh, deeds will can, will will make a difference to the lives of the people, not necessarily bad, not necessarily good, both ways. Good and bad happens. So good and bad is not in somebody who made a decision up there and imposed on us. Good and bad is how we function, and my goodness is the result of my good deed, my bad is a result of my bad deeds. Very truly, if I keep on eating the sugar like what I did as a kid, I said all the time, you know, I used to have rock candy put in my mouth and uh, stuck my blankets against my mouth in the morning. It's always like that. As a result of that, I'm a diabetic. Not only a diabetic, a brutal diabetic. So this is, this is my deeds and my response and uh, that is my consequences of eating too much sugar. You know, uh, having obsession for sugar made me suffer, become a diabetic. So a very simple, straightforward consequence, as, as well as having a love to eat big food, big fat food, <laughs> oh, which you can see the consequences here, right? So these are the these are the simple karmic consequences of my responsibility on me, diabetics, fat, and all that. Karmic has so many mysterious way of functioning. Buddha himself said to understand karma. Clearly, it is more difficult than to become Buddha. Can you understand that? Buddha goes to that extent. So the karma is a huge mystery. In one way, simple, too much sugar, diabetic, too much fat food, big fat, oriental guy. So that's what happens. That's a simple way. But the more difficult, complex way is the, the war in Iraq, the present economic situation. I mean, present economic situation is not that difficult when you spend a billion dollar week. <laughs> what do you expect, right? <laughs> Even in the, the huge place like United, huge country like United States, world richest. But, you know, we do have people in the street. We do have people, you know, who can't, you know, the homeless and who don't have a shelter and who don't have a decent food. Old people who can't have a medicine or they have to, they have to see, should I take the medication or should I eat? And so those, you know, so these are even rich like this. But when you're spending a billion dollar a week for, I don't want to say for nothing, but 
uh, in one way for nothing. Uh, in another way, totally waste for killing. And so, so when you do that, what do you expect? So that's what it is. And so it is, again, it is never too late. Never too late. Never too late. It is our responsibility. We can change. The greatness in the United States is always the people have a right to change. They have a given right to do. The November comes. Right? So people always have a right, people have opportunity, right to change. So, so you have to remember that. We're responsible, whatever we do, especially whenever we bought something, it's not that, not that who I like better. That's not the question. But the question is, what will happen to the world in general? And what will happen to the people who are suffering in Africa? What will happen happen to people who have been tortured and killing everything going every day in the Middle East? What's going to happen to people in Tibet, Xinjiang, Burmese, all of them, and the whole make a difference by the one single board of yours will make a difference. So you have to have those things in your consideration. It is not uh, black or white. It is not, you know, it's not all this area. But it is really definitely what makes difference to the people and lives of millions and zillions of human beings and the consequences. People in the United States make a decision for the lives of the people throughout the world, whether you like it or not. We are in that position. You may not buy that. You may not think, and I'm only thinking about my, my own business. I want to just get through, I don't want to lose my home. I don't want it. I don't, I will be, have a little extra money to do this and that. That's what, mind my business, that's what you think. But what's really happening is we do, we're in that position. Fortunately or unfortunately, that's our karma made put us in that position. That is not only our karma, only the karma of the whole world collectively functioning difference. People in the United States, whatever they make a decision, it will affect throughout the world. And this is where we are in. That's that's what you call a superpower for me. It's not military superior. That's maybe the definition of the normal official language. But uh, for me, the decisions that we make in the United States will affect lives of the people throughout the world. So compassion and kindness and caring and love these are the factors for you to think when you have to, when you bought. I mean, I'm not telling you what to bought, what to bought, who to bought, who not to bought. But this is my feeling. So this makes different in karmic wise for us, for the whole world, and so somehow you are in that position. So this is a karmically we are there. 
and whatever we do, that will have some consequences. Just like Tibetans might have made some mistakes somewhere, as I said, one example, but might have made a lot of mistakes, many lives together somehow, and they have a common consequences today. Even though it's a thinking so funny, I ran out of Tibet in 1959. It is 49 years, say 50 years, half the century. In the half century, the communist Chinese controlled Tibet. Still, they cannot manage. They made a mess out of it. They're still having these problems. This is half a century later reaction. So there you go. And that's how you make your judgment. A couple of questions you can have. So, but before you go into the questions, I don't want to give you a political sermon, and I really wanted to do uh, karmic things. And uh, the Tibet is the urgent situation today, and I'm also linking that with the karmic consequences. Even spiritual oriented like a Tibet is not free from karma. So all of us are not free from karma. We function with the karma. Karma is nothing but every individual action, every individual, everything you do. Believe it or not, your daily chores, including cleaning your room, going into the bathroom, Washing your hands, all of them are coming contribution, coming action, coming result, and a coming cause. So I don't want to make your life miserable by saying everything ever comes, comes walking, looking over my shoulder. And uh, no, it's not Big Daddy watching over your shoulder. It's not. It is our own deeds somehow. You know, the the accountants and uh, every penny you go up, every penny you come, they keep on counting it. And when they keep on counting it, you know, if you contribute, you know, $25 in campaign, and when so many of them contribute, become million. So just like that, coming is thing, every little thing which we did, it becomes huge. It's not, it's just a top of water in bucket makes the bucket full, half full, or or half empty or empty. So that is exactly how karma functions. It doesn't function like big daddy watching over your shoulder. But it is just like a, just like a, just like a, you know money coming in the wallet and money going out of the wallet. And if you check, it's a, it's all there. It is all gone or whatever. And the same thing it functions. No one is watching over you, but it is happening. Okay, any questions? Yes. So it seems like it's possible then to have a karmic balance. Is that what I'm hearing or? Right. Okay. Right. Right. But also not necessarily karmic balance is good. Like, you know, our 
in our physical body, if we have our elements within our body, like water, earth, and fire, when it's balanced, we feel well. When it's off balance, we get sick. And not that way. Karma and all negative karmas always have negative consequences. And the positive karmas always have positive consequences. So when you talk about the karmic balancing, I'm not thinking of balancing the negative and the positive karma. I'm thinking of balancing the karma of the collective world and the individual. Positive with the positive, negative with the negative. Thank you. Any other questions? Yes, sir? There have been reports coming out of Tibet that some of the monks have killed themselves in protest against the regime that is currently governing them. In view of the karmic effects of such actions, are there any prayers that we can say that can mitigate the effect of that karma? Uh, listen, I did not hear that report. And uh, the Chinese government is uh, putting out a report saying that our oh, monks are not non-violence, they are violence, and the Dalai Lama is evil, and uh, and under the saffron robe he has so many weapons to play, and this and that, all kinds of things. But I did not hear the monks killing themselves. But you cannot rule out it is a possibility is always there. You know. I was against Vietnamese monks pouring a gasoline on top of themselves, a burning in life. And I'm against if Tibetan monks started killing themselves to register, and that is extreme violence. I'm against that. But when you think, when you question, judging from your question, can we say, pray, something does not uh, what did you say, karmic uh, effects doesn't affect or something? Judging from that, it looks like the monks curse the world uh, for for horrible consequences. Not only world, but Chinese and all that. And I don't believe it happens. You don't have to think that way. Uh, the individual, that type of individual uh, act, is severe consequences experienced by that individual in their future life. However, it will also, you're right, it will also affect the collective world karma. It will affect, but not necessarily we have to worry about it, but it is a terrible thing to do. Sad, sad, no doubt. Especially Buddhist monks. Um, Buddhist monks, you know, the non-violence is the essence of Buddha's teaching. Non-violence uh, is, you know, is the real, you know, but Buddha himself said, whoever follows the violence is not my follower. I just don't remember the word exactly how it is uh, constituted. It is in those uh, mind and um, mental faculties uh, what we've been doing on Tuesdays, uh, how mind functions, how mental faculty functions. So do that. So that's the, it's in there. But what the Buddha says, if you engage in violence, 
who created violence, unfortunately, in the whole life, they've been a follower of the Buddha, at the end, becomes non, not a follower of the Buddha. Because the Buddha made really strong rule. Whoever is harming others is not my followers. So it's a very sad and very unfortunate. But then people's emotions are such, sometimes emotions take over, so you don't know what's happening even. Sometimes circumstances push you through, you cannot withdraw. All this happens in the world, so we all know. So, but whatever it is, any violence in this is not Buddha's way. Yes? Do you have any advice for us as Jewel Heart to do anything in this situation? Well, my simple suggestion is simply follow the Buddha's teachings. A, have a very good motivation of every action. Every morning you get up and try to make a good motivation of your life in general and particularly today. Whatever I do, I like to be helpful for the people. That's your motivation and your dedication at the end before you go to, go to bed and in your actions, if you have something good according to your motivation, rejoice and be happy. You got a double the benefit because of rejoicing. And if you made some mistake, difficulties here and there, Try not to repeat that tomorrow. And that will be not only for people in Tibet, but for yourself, for others, for your spouses, for your companies, for your girlfriend, for your boyfriend, for your children, for your grandchildren. This is the best what we can do every day. Okay. Did I hear you say at one point that if you said Om Mani Padme Hum, it would, in a situation like that, it would be protecting? That's, that's, yeah, mantra is fine, but however, however, you know, the most important thing is mind. So the good motivation every morning and good dedication every evening, if you sandwich all your daily life in between that, and that also all your sleep at the night, you know, Again, with that good dedication, when you fall asleep, until you get up next morning to check your motivation, the sleep period, although you may be sleeping and doing nothing, but every sleep becomes a positive, virtuous karma creation, because that is how mind works. So there's a huge advantage people can take during the sleep itself. So mantras are great. Each and every mantra have its own particular values and wonderfulness and all that there. No doubt about it. But every day, every human being, good human beings can do that. And that's a good way that you can take away from Joel Hart, keep it in your home, and make sure it's functioning well. 
occasionally come back and check and do that. Thank you.